0: Before we begin, I just want to say that I officially have released my book, The Monsters Under My Bed. It is a collection of personal paranormal experiences throughout my 26 years of life. Uh, The audiobook is currently in production. If you want to wait for that, totally fine. Hopefully, by the time the next video comes out, it'll be ready to go, and I can give you all a link to that. But... If you want to support the channel right now and get yourself a paperback or a Kindle version, the link will be in the top of the description. So, if you want to get to know me a little bit better and hear what I've experienced, all true stories, no creepypasta, no no no-sleep, nothing like that, then go down to the description and check out The Monsters Under My Bed. Thanks again, guys. Good Evening, afternoon, or morning, everyone who is listening, I suppose. I've been wanting to make this video for a little while because at the beginning of the year, I told myself that I would read more. Um, I haven't really been into reading since maybe middle school. Definitely not high school. I was too stressed out and worrying about other shit to read a book. But I think it's been since about middle school since I've really sat down and enjoyed a book i suppose so i decided this year 2020 um i'll just read more and so far so good it started because i think my wife borrowed a book from her mom or something or maybe she was like ah, i kind of want to read this book and then she just kind of did and you know it kind of just went from there But, I don't know, I don't know how it started really, but uh, I think we started maybe a month before the world really went to shit, you know, before the the pandemic happened, before anything like that. So, it started before that, but when all that went down, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to read more just to kind of escape the world, you know. So that's where it started, but um, before that, before the world went to shit, like I said, uh, the first book I read this year was a book called Those Across the River, written by Christopher Bowman, I believe that's how you say his name, uh, Those Across the River is a story about a couple who moves to this sleepy little old country town uh, right off the heels of World War I, I believe. And it's kind of a it's kind of a story that's been told a thousand times you know but they moved to a sleepy town the people all seem to have some kind of secret and uh, by the end of it that secret is revealed. I'm not gonna spoil any of the any of these if you feel like you want to read them or whatever but despite it being a story that has been told uh, numerous times in many different ways, I really enjoyed this one. Um, it was. I think it was the characters of the most that really brought me into it. Not not just the main characters either, but uh, the side characters and the smaller characters really kind of built the world very, very well. I think Christopher Bowman did an incredible job with everyone. No character felt forced or unneeded or anything like that. As far as the plot, like I keep saying, it's kind of been done a few times before, um Basically, Frank and Dora, it, they're a married couple who move to Whitbro in Georgia, where Frank has plans to write about his old family's estate, the Saveyard plantation, and the horrible, terrible, incredibly disgusting, gruesome things that happen there. Uh, the book gives a little bit of detail about what happened exactly. But it doesn't go into so much detail that it becomes kind of like body horror or gore horror. You know, it's just kind of, I mean, it was slavery. You know, you kind of get an idea of of, of what, what went down. But the issue is this plantation is riddled with uh, some very bad juju. Um, very bad juju. I think that may even be the word they use in the book. But uh, when Frank shows up and he starts telling people, you know, hey, I was, um, I'm like somehow related to the Saviard family or whatever, the Saviard plantation, and I'm here to write about this or whatever. People definitely, they get defensive immediately and they're they're very quick to be dismissive, you know, kind of like a, maybe you shouldn't be here kind of thing. And as the story goes on, you begin to feel like Frank. You you begin to feel like maybe they should leave. Maybe maybe they should get the hell out of there. I will say, despite all the good about the book, the only thing I didn't like about it, really, like a hundred percent, unfortunately, would be the ending. It wasn't a bad ending at all. It was. Uh, I think it wrapped up fairly well kind of okay, really. Uh the ending just kind of fell off for me. And it was open-ended, which I'm not a not a big fan of. You'll you'll see more of that when uh we get into more books here, but I just I don't know, I'm not a fan of open-ended endings, you know? I I want I want closure. I want resolution. And this book didn't have that. But if you're looking for like a a, a pre-world War two era horror story set in a tiny little country town in Georgia I think I think this one will will do it for you also it's it's more in the uh, paranormal realm rather than like true crime or murder mystery realm so if that sounds like something you're looking for I can absolutely guarantee this book it, it was really great I liked it a lot and um, I gave it Four out of five stars. Now, the next three books I'm going to kind of talk about all together because they were series. It's the first series I read of 2020 so far, the only series I've read in 2020. I might change that. I'm not 100% sure because by the end of this one, I wasn't really feeling it. Um... So, Rings, right. Of course, the book that was made into a movie that was made into an even worse movie, and then an even, even worse movie with Rings. But that's all beside the point. Uh, the first book in the series, Ring, of course, the, uh, the story about the young woman who is thrown down a well and the mysterious videotape that kills you within a week. Uh, absolutely incredible book. I absolutely love this book. Uh, It was miles better than the Japanese film, and I can't even really compare it to the American film because the American film, compared to the book, is completely different. I think the American film more or less just took the idea behind what it was, you know, what Koji Suzuki wrote, and kind of turned it into its own thing which is fine. The uh, The American film, I feel like, was better than the Japanese film. The Japanese film was not very good, but the book was great. Um, it follows a journalist by the name of Asakawa who is looking into his niece's death. Of course, you know, I, they call it heart failure in the book, and it's something that comes up a lot throughout the book because eventually he figures out that his niece was with, I think it was three other children and they all died on the same day at the same exact time from the same exact thing. So of course that's weird, you know? So Asakawa and his friend, I can't remember his damn name off the top of my head. Gosh, it's been so long since I read this book. Um, but anyway, him and his friend are investigating it and eventually they come across the whole story behind, uh, the young woman, I think Sadako was her name, if I'm not mistaken. I told it's been a long time since I've read this book, but it's not Sadako, is it? I think it is Sadako. Anyway, uh eventually they figure out the whole story about her, which is <laughs> her story is one for the books, man. Let me tell you. It is the way this book explains what the videotape is and what it does is absolutely insane. And I mean that in like the best way possible. And I can't really say much about it without spoiling it. So I'll just say, uh, if you do read the first book, you're going to have to read the second because it ends on a cliffhanger and you just, you really want to read the second one. As soon as I finished the first, I started the second one the same night. It was so good. And so just, Gosh, it was insane. The second book, even better. The second book tells the same story, more or less, uh, from a different perspective. So, the second book follows Dr. Ando, who is looking into, or not looking into, sorry, is uh, trying to get over his son passing away by drowning in the ocean. Now, there is... So much in the second book that connects back to the first book. Because like I said, it kind of, it doesn't take place necessarily exactly at the same time. But it is very, very close. And they tie together so incredibly well. If you're going to read this series, at least read these two. Because they're so incredibly connected. The story is just wonderful. I gave both of these, well I gave the first book Rings. 4 out of 5, and I gave Spiral 5 out of 5. Now, the third book was not my favorite. I don't have a whole lot to say about the third book, because like I said, it was my least favorite in the series, and personally, I believe the series does best if you don't read the third one, and I know that sounds that sounds insane, you know, because it's like... It, it, Usually, trilogies are are great, you know? You got, like, Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, I guess. Or all the Avengers movies, there's like a hundred of those, but whatever. Normally, trilogies work well together. But, similar to Spider-Man 3, it's very divisive, you know? Um, I hated this book. I found it hard to get through. I didn't want to finish it. I made myself finish it, and I just... I don't know, I did not like it at all. I didn't like where the story went. I feel like it totally threw out what happened in the first two books and just did its own thing. Um, I gave this a 1 on Goodreads. I really, really did not like it. But, that said, if you do want to read the whole Ring trilogy, I'm not going to stop you. But, just be wary of the third one. I did not like it at all. Next on my reading list, you'll see that I stayed within uh, the Japanese fiction realm, but this time I read my first ever manga or manga. I'm not really sure how to pronounce it, to be honest. And Junji Ito had been on my radar for a long time. Um, I'd heard about some of his stories. I'd seen some of his artwork without knowing it was him, The like the spiral one that is so popular, I don't know the name of it, but I figured it was best to start with a collection of his stories, so I bought Smashed by Junji Ito, story collection or whatever. Um, Holy hell, this man is talented, first of all. Uh, yes, of course, the stories are gross, terrifying, unsettling, strange, weird, every other bit or word that you can think of that will come from a thesaurus. Uh, this book was incredible. I absolutely loved the artwork. The stories were weird as hell, and it's just if you have not looked at a Junji Ito uh, collection or just a short story or whatever, you absolutely need to get on it. This this man is immensely talented in the macabre, the strange, the disturbing. And the gross, there's so much gross shit in this book, but it's totally worth it. I loved this book to death. If I'm honest, I kind of wish I could forget this book and then reread it again so I could experience it for the first time. And I've had a couple of books on this list like that, but this was the first one where I was like, wow, holy hell, this is insane. And I kind of took my time with it. You know, with a manga or a comic book or whatever, you could probably like breeze through it pretty quick, given that it's panels and not like, you know, pages and pages of just words and sentences and whatnot. But I took my time with it. I looked at the pictures. I really like let myself get into the mind of the man who wrote it. And if you do decide to pick this one up, I highly suggest you do the same. That's like the best way to experience this. Uh, Overall, I gave Smashed a 5 out of 5. It is absolutely incredible, and I will definitely be looking to more of his stuff in the future. So, I kept with uh, reading Japanese novels and um, decided to pick up Audition. I remembered the movie from when I was a kid. I didn't remember what the hell it was about. I wasn't old enough to really understand what the hell was going on. You know, and the only bit of it I really remember was the like seeing the tongue flap around on the floor. So when I looked into this book, I was very surprised to figure out what it was actually about. Um, If you've never watched the movie, if you've never read the book, a fella by the name of Aoyama, I think that's how you pronounce his name, Um, he's a documentary filmmaker, and his wife passed away, Ryoko, was her name, passed away seven years ago. And now he has decided to remarry. To do so, his friend comes up with this idea um, to hold an audition for a fake film so he can find the perfect woman to marry. So, (laughs) it's actually a really interesting concept. I I was very, um, very excited to see how everything played out. It's kind of a short book. It didn't really take me that long to finish. But... I hated this book. I hated it. It was, I don't know, it just felt so juvenile almost. And it's not like because the writing was simple, it was, but that's not a bad thing. I would say the whole Ring trilogy was very easy to read, it was an easy book to get through. But this book almost felt like it said certain things and it did th- certain things. Just to be like, look how scary and strange that can be. And I'm not trying to rag on the author here, but I feel like that just doesn't work. As far as like the story itself, it was okay. Um, Near the end of the book, there was a scene with a dog that I didn't really approve of. It was unnecessary in my opinion, and I, I don't want to spoil anything, but if animals being killed in movies or, or, or books is not your thing, then don't bother with this book. It's, it's, it's not worth it. Honestly, I can't even suggest it. I would say just watch the movie. The movie was much better than the book, but even that's not saying a lot because I didn't think any of them were that good. Either one of them, sorry. Um, The ending of the book was kind of abrupt and, again, open-ended, kind of like Those Across the River. And it was just disappointing. I expected so much more out of this book. I had read up on it a little bit, and people had said it's the most disturbing book they've ever read. It gave them nightmares. and I don't know. If body horror is your thing then maybe this book is for you. If you're not interested in gore and explicit material, I would skip this one. Honestly, I'd skip it. <laughs> just in general. I gave it a 1 on Goodreads, and um, I just I don't see myself wanting to read this one again. So, from Audition, I kind of wanted to get away from real-life horrors, and go back into the paranormal realm. So I jumped on a book that I would read a lot about online, mostly the horror lit subreddit, the horror literature subreddit, and it was A Head Full of Ghosts by Paul Tremblay. This was the first, and so far the only book I've read by Paul, and I really, really enjoyed it. I was kind of on edge, or not on edge, sorry, I was kind of on the fence about getting it because I'd seen so many back and forths about it. People saying that it was kind of silly, people saying that it wasn't scary, people saying that it was the most disturbing book they'd ever read. People saying that it was the dialogue was awkward and forced. A lot of debate around this book, but I I, I jumped in on it and I read it and I really, really enjoyed it. Um it follows the Barrett family. Mostly Marjorie, who is showing signs of mental illness, specifically schizophrenia. However, the reason it's called A Head Full of Ghosts is because it's also implied that she could be possessed. Now, I can't go into too much detail about the book without kind of giving away some very important plot points and things like that. But I will say, um, I thought it was a great book. I thought it was really well written. I think the dialogue at some points could be maybe a little cheesy, you know, maybe a little forced. But it never got to a point where I was like, this doesn't feel like real people. You know, it It, it never felt like I was reading a conversation That was written by like a three-year-old or something. I don't know. Uh, I thought it was a really, really fun, interesting book. Disturbing? Yes, at some points. But not the most disturbing thing I've ever read. Definitely not. Um, It was honestly fairly tame compared to... uh, I guess like compared to The Exorcist would be the best. Because there is, you know, some some semblance of that in pretty much any exorcism novel you read, honestly. And I feel like maybe there were some callbacks to that film and that book, but Paul did a really good job of making this his own story. The only thing I really didn't like about it was the ending, because it was open-ended and kind of just ended on an, on an open note. I don't know. I Like I said, i really not a fan of open-ended Uh, books or films even but other than that I thought this was a really great read I thought the uh, little sister big sister relationship that went on throughout the book was uh, incredibly well written it felt real most of the book is written by well not written sorry not written by but told through the eyes of the younger sister and I think it works really well for that because she's naive enough to kind of believe yeah her sister could be possessed but she's also naive enough not to really understand what mental illness would be so you find yourself kind of in her mind thinking the same thing she's thinking is she mentally sick or is there something going on inside that we can't take care of overall Really, really great book. Give it a four out of five. I highly suggest it if you're looking for a good old, good old uh, devil book. <laughs> I want to finish this by talking about one the most recent book I've read, and the best book I've read so far this year. Confessions by Kane Minato or Kane Minato is the best book I've read this year, easily, easily. I went back to Japanese authors after Paul Tremblay just because I kind of felt alone. Um, I think Japanese names are really pretty. They're very interesting. And I just like the setting of Japan. I think it's a really interesting place. But this book was absolutely incredible. If you have any interest in a thriller, drama, very tense, very slow-burning novel, this one is absolutely for you. The basic plot of the book is a young teacher named Yuko is retiring from her job. Well, maybe not retiring, she's quitting, um, following the unfortunate death of her four-year-old girl, Manami. Now, that's plenty of reason to quit, you know, just take some time for yourself and all that good stuff. And there are some other reasons that I won't get into because it's better if you read it as it happens in the book. But she goes on to explain, she gives this whole speech to the class on her last day explaining that she knows her daughter didn't just die. That she was murdered. And not only was she murdered, two of the children in the class were the ones who did it. So you can see why this would be an incredibly tense story, and it is. It is beyond tense. From chapter one to chapter six, I was... I I was clenched, let me tell you. And that was something that kind of threw me off at first, but it, it definitely lended to the storytelling. The book is 235 pages, not a very long book, but... There were only six chapters. Each chapter tells their own story more or less about what happened or what was going on while this was happening and how it relates back to the um, original story that Yuko's daughter was murdered. And it's just so incredibly, incredibly well paced, well written, the the, the I mean, gosh damn, this was a good fucking book. I really don't know how else to explain it. It was just, if I had to sum it up in like three, like three adjectives to explain it, um, well paced, tense, and rewarding. This book was one that, oh God, I, the ending was, I, I find it hard to talk because the ending just threw me for a damn loop, but I don't want to talk about it too much because I will absolutely ruin it if I don't shut up. So if you're looking for a tense Japanese-based thriller, drama, true crime-esque novel, this is definitely the one for you. I gave it five out of five stars. It was my favorite book this year, and I truly do wish I could forget it and then read it again just so I can experience it all over again. Honestly, I might come back to this book a couple months from now and read it over again just because it was so damn good. So far, best book I've read this year. So what did you all think of my list so far this year? What books are you reading? Have you read any of these? What were your thoughts? Let's get a conversation started in the comment section down below. I know this is a lot different than what we normally do here, but Uh, With everything that's going on, views and everything are down. So I figured it's a good time to try something new. Why not? Um, Also, I've been thinking about doing this for a long time because I really enjoyed reading and I just kind of want to share it with somebody. So, yeah, let me know what you guys have been reading down in the comment section below. Let me know what you thought about my recommendations. And um, if you disagree or agree with any of these, definitely let me know. I'd love to hear it. And, um,. Yeah, just uh, thanks to all the patrons and members. Really appreciate you guys. If you want to join, become a member or a patron. All those links are in the description. We have some new merch in the merch store as well. And, um, yeah, you can support the channel that way. Thank you guys so, so much for watching and listening. I will see you all very soon with a brand new video. But until then, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and as always, stay safe out there.